Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Mississippi Clarksdale High School. Thank you for having us. This means the world to us. And I just met some wonderful alumni, I just met some wonderful supporters of JSU. God. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 79 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show, and everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Hosting the show with me today is Charles Bishop. How's it going, Chuck? Hey, how you doing, Corey? Nice to be back on with you, brother. Absolutely, man. Another game day. This week would have been Mississippi Valley State, a game that we would have had to somehow find a way to play in the midst of the homegoing service of the great coach W.C. Gordon this morning at the AAC. So, man, how tough would it have been for fans to get ready to watch a football game today? Uh, It would have been very tough, uh, especially when you talk about uh, what W.C. Gordon meant to the program of Jackson State and uh, what better way to honor him uh, than to go out and give everything you got against this uh, Mississippi Valley State team, a team that's played this pretty tough the past few years. Absolutely. Our, our prayers, of course, and condolences are, are with his family. And, of course, the game will not be taking place. No football this fall, as we know. But as always, we're here to reminisce about that would-be opponent. So we brought on a special guest. He is a phenomenal student athlete, a sophomore running back who had a breakout performance last season versus Mississippi Valley as a true freshman. We're talking about Kimo Clark. Welcome to your talk with the 1400 Club. Yes, sir. What's good? What's good? How's it going? We are well. How about yourself? How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, just practicing, grinding, ready to get back. I know you're ready to get to it, man, but absolutely. And and as I said, you had your coming out party last year versus Valley. 20 carries, 171 yards. That's 8.6 yards per carry for a true freshman. And you accounted for 41% of the team's total offense that day. So what are some of your memories of that game? Man, I remember it like yesterday. I (laughs) see coming in, I think it was coming in halftime. We was down 21-zip. 
I was starting that we had to replace the spot for Jordan Johnson and mm -hmm. we were just down. We got to we got to talk with Hendricks and he just told us play football. When I got my first carry, I broke I broke for 65 yards. After that, I was just in my groove. Then as the game going, we moving down the field, defense making stops, offense blocking, receivers grabbing the balls, and we just started making plays. As we made plays, we, we was coming back. Now the score was, I think it was four, it was 14-21 now. And we had the ball coming on offensive drive. We still moving the ball. I broke for another long run. It's just the crowd was just hype after that. After that, mm -hmm. I think we kicked the field goal. We kicked the field goal. I think we were down 17-21 with a minute left. Defense made another stop. And I came down the field. Well, I came down the field and scored a seven-yard touchdown. And after that, I was just feeling great. Uh, first game start as a freshman. Mm -hmm. I waited my turn and got my chance to just run the ball. And I just did what I had to do. Right. You know, Kimo, you hadn't played uh, much prior to that game. Uh, what was it about practice? Talk about practice that week leading up to the game. Uh, when did you know the coaching staff was going to unleash you uh, versus Valley? Because that, by all accounts, was a real breakout performance. Oh, in practice, I just in practice. I was just working hard, going hard every time in practice, and I was just being patient, waiting on my turn. And then, unfortunately, our senior, he was he got injured that week. And I was the next up guy, and he told me to just play my role. And I did, as he said. And great things happen. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, Kimo, we've dominated Valley throughout history, and we had a 44-5-1 overall record versus them heading into last year's game. But as of late, they've been able to keep the games pretty close. Now, as a freshman last season, were you aware of that historical dominance? And do you think that guys could take a team like that lightly considering that dominance? Um, as a freshman, I wasn't aware at first, but I wouldn't say take any team lightly because you can lose anyone. I don't care if you – we've been beating them for the, every every single season. You can lose anyone. You can't underestimate any opponent. No doubt about that. And, and Kimo, you, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but, you know, Valley jumped out 21 to nothing, uh, and they had that 21 nothing lead in the second quarter. And, and you touched on, on uh, what the coaching staff kind of – uh, brought to you guys forefront. What was the mood and the mindset for you guys to really get back in that game? Because that was a pretty big hole. We realized we knew we were the better team, but we just had to play discipline and play as a team instead of play for yourself. At first, everyone was on like a, I want to say selfish, but we wasn't moving as a team. And as we worked together and came as a team and moved the ball down the field, defense made stops, we just started scoring and then we came together. And then it just start clicking. Mm. Right. And you guys pulled it out in overtime. And, of course, you broke Jackson State's single-game rushing record for a freshman that day. Now, we've had some special running backs on Lynch Street over the years. So how special is it for you to hold that record? That feels great. I, I'm, to be honest with you, I just like breaking records. So there's many more to break. <laughs> so Absolutely. that's just one of them all. I've been breaking records my whole life. It's just I, that's why I came to Jackson State to break some more records. No doubt about that, man. So tell, tell us, I mean, like, what did that game do for your confidence moving forward into the season? It, it boosted my confidence way high. And that Monday coming into school, I just felt the vibe, the atmosphere. I felt like a football player. I felt my prom. 
about to start right now, and I'm just ready to keep going with it because this is just the beginning. That was that wasn't nothing at all. No doubt about it. I mean, you were highly recruited coming out of Ocala, Florida, uh, and you had you know offers from Arkansas, Marshall, uh, Florida Atlantic, Air Force, South Alabama, but you chose Jackson State. So talk to us about that recruitment and how you came to Jackson State. Um, the reason I came to Jackson State, to be honest, is was after my official visit. I came mm -hmm. up there, just the atmosphere of being around the people, the students, the players. Everyone treat me like a family. It's just a whole different vibe. People want to understand. It's, it's also about school too and football. But like, if you, it's, it all depends on the people that surrounds you. That's what really makes you. And I can see the atmosphere. I can be in the atmosphere where people surround me and want good for me. And it's just, it was just great. So I just chose them. And then the football, Walter Payton. Not, not many college football athletes want to just go to a HBCU or a smaller school. It's always about going to a big school, mm -hmm. but you can make it out of any school. So I was like, I might as well just go to Jackson State, be another great, like the greatest, like Walter Payton. That's why I became a committed. Great That's stuff. Awesome story, yeah. Yeah, you, you mentioned uh, Jordan Johnson, and you were a part of a, a four-headed monster in that backfield last year. It was yourself, of course, Jordan, who uh, has since graduated, but also Keyshawn Harper and fellow true freshman at the time, Tyson Alexander. What was it like for you to be surrounded by so much talent in your position group? We all just, we all just work. We all was like different types of running backs. So we use, we both, we all use our different attributes and worked on what someone else had to do better at something. So I'll say. If someone can cut better, we'll say, oh, fam, you need to make this cut. Jordan was like more a power bet. He would be like, tell us, drop our shoulder when we come through the hole tight. So we all just use our different attributes as together to make us better as whole. And they was they good players too. Great mm -hmm. players, different abilities. So it was just, it wasn't more like, a, it was a competition thing, but we also was working together. And whoever mm -hmm. played that Saturday night, plays, and we going to root on for each other. Uh, that's an interesting point you bring up, Kimo, uh, in terms of, of kind of looking at each other's styles in the film room. Uh, does Do you guys kind of learn from each other in terms of uh, just kind of watching uh, each of you all's different styles and, and kind of bounce ideas off one another? Yes, especially in film because we'll see, like, it'll be like a vision or a hole or something or a certain jump cut or the way we holding the ball just – Fixing our mistakes or watching from our mistakes from last game or someone else and just learn to do what to do what's right and what's not to do what's wrong in the game. Uh, so who kind of who, who kind of becomes kind of the leader in the film room now that Jordan Johnson has graduated? Right now I'll say, I'll say everyone, but I'll say Keith John Harper because he wants he was right behind Jordan and he, he he's a senior he will be be a senior this year and he was pushing us also. It's just. We we younger guys, we was all looking up to Joy and we was, we wanted to great we wanted to great for Joy. But now is I'll take Keyshawn, he's the man right now. And when the film room, I say, because he always wants what's good for us as a big brother. Right. And you mentioned kind of the differences between the, the, the backs and uh you know, you guys are all special but unique in your own way. What about Kimo? What does Kimo Clark specifically bring to the table in that JSU backfield? I'll say I'm a down here runner and I I would never make the first person. I always make the first person miss. Mm -hmm. So 
when I run the ball, I always think about going for it or gaining yards and never losing. And yeah, always make the first person miss. No doubt. But, you know, Kimo, uh, the, the season didn't quite end like you guys wanted to record-wise, but uh, I know you guys were looking forward to coming in uh, 2020 uh, in the spring, especially to kind of start building some of that momentum uh, from last season going into the upcoming season. But, you know, spring camp, it, it never took place due to COVID. And, you know, a lot of our fans are real curious in terms of how have you stayed in shape during the pandemic, especially being away from campus so long. Kind of talk to us and, and, and take us through your workout regimen. Um, workout first, I'll say we got a Nike app, so we have to run at least six to seven miles in a week. So that's where I start off first. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll go to, back to my high school, to my coach farm at Vanguard. He loves weights, so the weight room is always open anytime. Mm -hmm. So I hit there. And uh, most at home, I say I work on my footwork because I stay with a ladder and my parachute because I'm always trying to get faster. That's what I work mm. on most. I got you. So, you know, from a from an athlete's perspective, you know, not being back on campus this uh, semester, what have you missed most about not being on campus? And, and how much are you looking forward to really getting back and getting into the swing of things? The most I say I miss is being around the team and the coaching. It's like being home is good, being around the family and stuff, but it's not like school. You got something to do. It's like, I'm not going to say, it's like a job, actually, I'll say, because you wake up every morning, you got to eat breakfast, got to go to class, you're doing practice, you get to work out, see your friends. Damn, it's the same thing every morning. You've got a routine you got to do. It's like, that's what I miss the most about being at school. You basically, you dedicated to do something every day if you want to get better. And at home is the same way, but it's not a school where you got teachers and coaches to tell you to come in the field or your players to come throw the ball or something. It's not the same. Mm -hmm. You know, Kimo, you mentioned Coach Hendrick, and of course you had to go through a coaching change. Now I know you had some great relationships with that previous staff, but I can imagine it's bittersweet for you because your new coach is one of the greatest football players to ever play the game. So what went through your mind when you found out that Deion Sanders will be the new head coach? First thing was, do we really got Deion Sanders? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I keep on searching. I keep on saying that people say <laughs> one thing, oh, is he's not coming, one thing. So when they made it official, I'm like, this is just a sign. God made me come to Jackson State for a reason. Right. And it's just going to open up more leadways, and I see – He's the best. If you listen to the best and follow what you got to do and do what Deion say, he's going to lead you in the right way. And whoever the rest of our other coaches, I know they're going to lead us in the right way. And God do everything for a reason, I say. So I'm just ready to get there and ready to play. And he know Florida boys, we ready to play football. Oh, yeah. so I ain't <laughs> say too much. And you mentioned that, uh, you Florida boys. You grew up in Florida, the same state that Coach Prime hails from. Uh, you aren't quite old enough to have actually uh, seen him play, but but what impact do you feel uh, he had on the, the, the Floridian athletes of your generation in terms of everything that he was able to do during his college and pro career? The impact, I would just say, is he, he, know, the, he know the hunger. Like, down here is, is – it's hunger down here. It's, people are really hungry to play football. Like he say, it's dogs that want to play football down here. And that heat is just something we love, just getting on that field, playing your best, making outstanding plays. 
just going as hard for your family. It's just down here is just a different type of atmosphere. I don't know how to explain it, mm-hmm. but it's just different. Hmm. Interesting. So the previous coaching staff, they really praised your ability and your work ethic. And you kind of talk a little bit about uh, some of the things you're doing to prepare for the season. But, you know, how important is it uh, to you to make that same impression on this new staff in terms of uh, showing everything that you bring to the table? I say it's most important for me to show everything I bring to the table because coaches is your first. I always realize your first impression is your best impression. So you want to go your hardest at anything you do, you know, your last rep in the weight room or just even on the field going hard. As coaches see that, no matter what you do, whoever working the hardest and playing the best who want to play football, you're going to see who want to play football and who can play football if they're going their hardest and doing their best in the class or even on the field just in practice. Because what you do in practice, always going to come to the field. That's why you got to go extra hard in practice. Right. I like to do it. Just go hard. I don't talk and just wait. Be humble because I know as I keep on working, good things going to happen. That's good stuff. No doubt. And along those lines, I talk about some of your other teammates. Now, we know about guys like Jalen Jones, you know, Warren Newman, and of course, the stable of running backs that we mentioned. But who are some other players uh, to look out for next season, especially some guys who may not have had a big role last season? Well, next year, I'll see guys like uh, Dalen Baldwin. He didn't play last year mm, because right. um, NCAA reasons and stuff. But that, that kid, he practiced hard. He's a coach player, and he's going to attack the ball. He working every day. No one hasn't seen him yet, but I've seen him in practice. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a deep threat receiver. I say Brandon Sanders, another receiver coming out of high school. He had a few injuries coming out of high school ACL, but he's been working too. Also, I say he's a good route runner. Another guy like DC, Daniel Crow. He he's a, he can catch, but he didn't get as much receptions last year. But he's a great receiver. And then on the defensive ball, I say watch out for guys like KJ Arrington, Khalil Arrington, and I think CJ Holmes. I think people, a lot of people, still sleeping on CJ Holmes out there at that cornerback position. Mm. Great defense of that. Gotcha. You gotcha. You mentioned quite a few names there. And and especially when, when we kind of take a look at next season's outlook. You know, what what does Jackson State need to do to become a, an elite program again? Well, to become an elite program, I say finish. Cause mm. a lot of games last year, if you sit there and watch the games, we we'll start off great or start off real good. But when adversity hit, we didn't finish. And this year, I think, but this year, I know, not I think, this year, I know we're going to finish way harder than we started because it's all about the third and fourth quarter. Right. I got you. And speaking of this this upcoming season and, and finishing stronger, how excited are you guys about the prospects of playing this spring? I mean, is that something that you talk about a lot? Yeah, I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to get more athletes out there, more three-star, four-stars, or whatever, bigger recruits because – that's just gonna make us better. That's just gonna. I'm ready for more people to come to HBCU, see how the HBCU lifestyle is. You can make it. People don't think you can make it out of HBCU or a smaller school, but you can. So I'm ready mm-hmm. for them to see what we're really capable of this year. 
Because as more, when we start winning, everybody's going to try to jump right back on the Jackson State wave. How you <laughs> Get ready for it. Get ready for it. Uh, you know, uh, Kimo, let, let's talk a little, a little bit about the student part of the student athlete. Tell us about your major and, and how you plan on using that major uh, if, if the NFL doesn't come call. Um, my major, my major is um physical therapy intro, mm-hmm. therapeutic basically, and I basically okay. I, I chose that because my freshman year in high school I broke my uh my leg my tibia bone, and I just I know the feel for a pain of an athlete breaking a bone, so I just feel like I can work in a physical field or be like a trainer, work on stuff like that with physical therapy. But if that doesn't work, I also plan on having a business. And it's gonna be with physical therapy, and I'm gonna just name it after me, chemotherapy. Oh man! I like that. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> That's, nice. That's a winner. You you got one there, definitely. All right, man. I- interesting chemo Clark fact here. Uh, now, of course, we've mentioned that you grew up in Florida, but you were actually born in New York on September 11, 2001. That's one of the most memorable days. In U.S. history, of course. So, when did you, I guess, realize the significance of this day, and, and what special meaning does it have for you? I realized it as soon as I was born. Well, when my mom and my dad, they tell me the story all the time. It's just, I'm a 9-11 baby. It's lucky. I think it's like luck because I was born that same morning also. As like, as when the second, uh, when the second Twin Tower fell, my mom said I came out like a minute later or like 30 seconds later, a minute to 30 wow. seconds later. Wow. And after that, I just feel that's like a testimony. That's going to be to add on to my story. I keep on going because as my life progresses, I got better stories are coming. So I just think that's just more like a testimony to save in there. Some people don't believe me when I tell them I'm born on 9-11 in New York. <laughs> yeah, I did a double take when I found out. I, I did as well, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I just so, I feel that's a testimony for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Kimo, the, the Jackson State fan base, you know they are a uh, a very rabid fan base. They're, they're pumped about Coach Prime coming in, and they're they're really looking forward to watching some football. Uh, what is your message to the fans as we go into 2021? My message to the fans is just be ready for this year. We're going to surprise a lot of faces, a real lot of faces this year. And we're going back to the old Jackson State when we went for championships. There we go. There we go. Great stuff. I keep you know speaking of those fans who want to follow you on social media, let them know uh, how they can keep up with you. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at vv.chemo, or you can go on my own um, Twitter at chemo clock. And that's my social media if you need it. Absolutely. All right. Well, great stuff, man. We we appreciate you for coming on. I know the fans, uh, you know, want to hear from players like yourself. Uh, anytime you want to come on and and uh, let the fans know what's going on, just reach out to us. And definitely, man, I'm uh, looking forward to getting you back on campus. Good luck with school, and definitely, we want you to have an amazing sophomore season. Yes, sir. Yeah, most And that'll do it for episode 79 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. 
We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department, and it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook and Twitter pages. As always, thank you for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag I Believe. Hashtag The I Love. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.